This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I superficial? Yes. Am I immature? Yes. <laughs> Do we date immature, superficial men? Yes. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. And this is the ultimate podcast about the birds and the bees with the sex expert cougar mother. And her stand-up comic son, Cam. I, you know, when I said that just now, I was thinking this is the ultimate podcast about the birds. Of the I really do believe that. It is. I really. <laughs> this is. This is becoming the ultimate podcast if you want to learn about sex and relationships. It is, especially uh, with the dynamic of coming from my perspective, being, you know, obviously older, and you being dating and, and, and looking dating. for a relationship and, yeah. and being twenty-seven years old. Yeah. Well, and, what's interesting is in this particular uh, episode is it, it's a, it's an example of what happens when you don't follow the traditional route of getting married. Yes. So today we interview Gino, who is one of my mom's friends, who is a 59-year-old who's never been married. Yeah. I don't even know if I'd call him a friend. He's I, I don't really know him that well, actually. He's an acquaintance. Who ended up on our show. Who ended up on our show because I found his story so amusing. I couldn't help it. I'm like, oh my God, you have to get on my show. And he was actually pretty uh, open to it. Is there anything else you wanted to, to, to add to describe Gino before we uh, get into Yeah. That? Okay. So G- Gino is a retired uh, photographer. I think he was very... Uh, he was very did very well in the photography business for many many years, and and uh, so I think that this is going to be interesting to people who wonder what it's like if you prioritize a career or you prioritize um, being with hot women over being with someone who you could grow all together. Well, we have to explain part of the reason why he's had such trouble ending up in a long term relationship is because he. Prior, he prioritizes looks, which is fitting given that he's a photographer. I know, I know that that that, that and I I think that his childhood definitely needed to be delved into much further than we did. But it's yes. going to be interesting when you guys find out that he comes from a a, a, a home where he. Well, let's not talk. I'm not going to. No spoilers here. You have to listen in. To so basically, out. if <laughs> if you're interested in. In love and dating, and what what fosters or or hinders you from entering a long term relationship full of love, and what how, the role that looks should play in a relationship, then listen to this episode. This episode yes. is for you. 
And also, if you want to hear some really funny, outlandish stories, because he's got some doozies, I'm telling you, they are hilarious. Yes. So, I mean, really, really funny stuff. Stay tuned for Gino. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. This is the ultimate podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to the show, Gino. Well, thanks for having me. All right. So how, how do you two know each other, by the way? How do we know each other? A mutual friend. Yes, a mutual friend of ours uh, got a lot of people together for uh, a lot of the football games. So we met each other watching opposing teams. Right. So you are a member of this this, uh, singles world. I definitely am a member of the quote-unquote singles world, yes. Will you share your age with us? 59. 59. And so how has your sex, how would you describe your sex life? Uh, leading up to this point. Just go right for the jugular, Cam. Yes. Don't beat around the bush, so to well, speak. Well, it is sex talk um, with my mom. We we, well, we need to get there. No, God bless. Um, nothing like talking about sex. But um, actually, I've been a very fortunate person in life, and I have had beautiful women in my life and have had some wonderful sex in my life. <laughs> and, but, however, I could also remember... Um, a couple of years ago when I was seeing somebody and the worst sex of my life, but, oh. but that's another story. Oh, and, that, that could be an interesting story. Yeah. And then recently I was seeing, uh, you know, somebody that was, um, as somebody we know very well, put it, um, butterface, oh. but a cute little body and, um, really cute in my estimation, and the sex was outstanding, but she was so freaking weird, you know, and my weirdness bar is pretty high, but what, she jumped it in street shoes. What, what, what was she doing? She was just, first of all, she's a vegan, which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> okay. okay. Wait, that's the weirdness? She's a vegan? But, but it was the way she just prepared the food and worked out and wrote down the food and kept track of everything. And she was, Shall just, I take it that you're not just, a vegan? I, well, I do not eat meat. I'm a pescatarian oh, okay. as opposed to Jewish, but right. so that goes but, a little closer to where she's at. Right. But anyway, yeah, but she was just so weird with just the things she did and what, you know, and then she didn't want to talk on the phone, which was the worst thing. Oh, no, Uh I can't talk on the phone. I talk on the phone all day at work. So let's text out of work. I hate texting. Okay. I was too busy smoking pot in high school. Instead of going (laughs) to typing class, I don't want to have to type and I don't want to have to text and drive. So. (laughs) It's probably right. a safer bet, too. Right. So we are all over the place with this interview. I was wondering, <laughs> since you did mention, like, back in the days, if you could describe, like... Back in the day. What, what, okay. So, basically, you've never been married. Is that right? Never married. Yeah. No kids. Uh, nobody calls me on Father's Day. Okay. Okay. You know, what, what was it like growing up? Did you grow up with two parents that were married, or what was I, it like? I didn't. My parents actually got divorced when I was... 12-ish or whatever, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a good thing. My my dad actually disappeared. My mom worked like an animal to support me and my sister, and and subsequently I didn't talk to my dad for 35 years or my sister for 35 years, you know. Wow. But, I got um, So, no, it wasn't necessarily the family reality. It was more, I just, 
it just didn't happen. I mean, I, I dated women seriously. I had serious relationships, but I never, I, I just knew it wasn't right. So I didn't take it to the next level. Do you think that you're growing up with the, the, the rift between your, your parents had any influence on You know that? what? I really don't think so. I mean, my sister always, you know, now I talk to my sister and she thinks so. Because she never, well, she got married just for convenience, but uh, she never had children either. But I just, I really could, you know, it was never, it, it was just not right. You know, it, it was just not right. And I knew I couldn't afford it necessarily. And just. You couldn't um, afford what? Marriage, children, that life. Um, you know, as I was growing up, you didn't grow up with a lot. I had, you know, I had what I had. But I knew it wasn't right. I knew emotionally and financially it wasn't right. So I just never got to that next level. Wow, so, that's very interesting that you say financially. I never even considered that that was a, right, you know, which that, most people don't, yeah. and that's why the divorce rate is sixty percent. But <laughs> that's a whole other story. So what? Why do you, when you say that it just wasn't right? That I mean, I've felt that a lot in my dating life as well. What? What is it? In specifically, that doesn't feel right. Would you say? You know, oh boy, I don't. You know, maybe I just, I just wasn't ready. I was too. You know, we dated, we had sex, we would go out, we would do things, we would. You know, I would always do things. I mean, I've had relationships. One was four and a half years, and thank God I didn't kill her. Um, thank God. But um, you know, she was just. You know, behind closed doors, she was. Miserable, out on the street. All my buddies wanted to do her. I mean, it was unbelievable. But and she was the sweetest thing. But so, behind closed doors, she was miserable. So um, let me ask you something because I'm getting confused. Have you ever lived with any of these relationships? Yes. Okay. Yes. So what was the longest relationship that you had that you lived with the person? Because that makes a different story um, if you're dating. I, I was with this one girl for a year and a half. We lived together for a while, probably eight months, a year while she was she was building a house. We were going to move in together in this new house, et cetera, et cetera. But she had some psychological issues from, a, you know, previous from her childhood. And we were good, but she wanted, I guess we wanted different things. And again, I was working a lot. I wasn't ready for marriage or, you know, I just wasn't ready for that long-term thing and had differences and we split up. I mean, we're still friends to this day, but it just wasn't right. Hmm. No, I'm just listening. Go ahead, Dr. Phil. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, it, it just wasn't right. And and she was a great girl. And, and subsequently, um, she got married. No, she dated another guy that she introduced me to. He and I are still very good friends now. She left him, went and got married, got divorced, married again, had two kids. Now she's happily married for years with this guy. And we all, you know, me and her ex-boyfriend and, you know, the three of us get together and we do dinner a couple times a year and wow. we're friends. And, you know, a lot of people can't understand that concept of being friends with an ex. 
Well, it sounds like you're the kind of person that you don't really care that much about what people can or can't understand. Oh, I'm, yeah. I, I can deal with uh, people calling me whatever. Yeah, and that's that's also very fascinating. How how to maintain that friendship after such a strong relationship? In most cases, I do. However, there are a couple that you know. You walk down the street. I'd rather spit at her than say hello to her. But um, you know, the one story I was telling you before about the stalker boyfriend, the ex boyfriend stalker. What what happened there? Yeah, let, oh, let, let us hear a couple of your, your most unusual stories. Well, this was probably the worst relationship I've ever been in and the hardest to get over. And how long ago but was this? This was a year ago, actually, a um, year, year and a half ago that we met, uh, September of uh, 14, and we were fixed up by a mutual friend. She was an absolute doll. She was exactly what I wanted on the outside. We spent every day and or night together for 11 weeks. Hmm. And then more and more information came out about her ex-boyfriend stalking her and following her and confronting her after he saw us together. Oh, my God. And, you know, he stopped her on the street, and uh, this is the story I was told anyway. And he lived in her neighborhood, and it was, it was convenient to follow her and find her. And the next thing you know, we're breaking up because she doesn't want to put me through this. So we're breaking up after 77 days of everything, the most great, the greatest time. And, um, so, 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 hold on. So basically, you guys are, everything was great. And all of a sudden, she informs you that she's got this stalker ex boyfriend who is going to do some harm to you and her. Or what, what was going to happen? Well, let me, let me, um, quote, let me quote her. If he walks into a restaurant and we're sitting there, he's going to shoot you. Okay. Oh, my if, God. If he comes by the house, which he did often because he lived a couple blocks away, he will burn down the house if you're in there. So there was obviously a whole multitude of things going on there because, A, she didn't call the police and right. this guy. Mm-hmm. She didn't go to her son, her whatever, how old the son was, and say, hey, this guy is getting a little out of hand. There was a whole other story behind the story. Because she would allow him into the house. He would help her. And then what I, I deduced, I became Dr. Phil later and figured this all out. She was a widow. She swore to the guy on his deathbed that she would never love again. Wow. And she would never marry again. So... She had told me when we first started going out, she had mentioned, oh, I'm never getting married again. She never expressed the fact that she would never love again. Oh, wow. That okay? is crazy. Okay. So I, I, so I just, whoa. you know, I would, she didn't want to get married. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not looking to get married. Okay, we're together 11 weeks and things are beautiful. What am I talking about? But all of a sudden, it got worse and worse and deeper and deeper. And 
And then you find out that she had no intention of quote unquote loving again. Right. So then what so, was she exactly doing with you? Just so wait, so, that, so what, what I going figured out? out was she finally, after twelve years on and off being with this guy and in a mostly emotionally abusive relationship because she wasn't gonna do anything. He was a convenience. And this is what I deduced. He was a convenience. He, she's adorable. He, she didn't have to love him. He was in love with her. Mm. So all she had to do was be there and she wasn't sleeping with him. So she told me, and all she would have to do is be there and be by his side and be his buddy and didn't have to love him. And her life was her life. But now she went out and decided, I don't want to be with him anymore. I'm moving on and met me. Everything was great. She expressed to the person who fixed us up that, in fact, oh, yeah, he's great. We're having a great time. But then after 11 weeks, he confronted her and she said, you know what? I can't do this. I'm going back with him. Yada, yada, yada. Hmm. She's going back with the abuser. She's going back with the abuser. So now if somebody's telling you, hey, if I walk into a restaurant and I see you with another guy, I'm going to shoot him and or shoot you. Or if he's in the house, I'm going to burn your house down. Who's crazier? Her for wanting to be back with him or me for wanting to be with her? It was. Yeah, the crazy factor is pretty. pretty The people that I told this story to looked at me and they wanted to have me committed. Okay. (laughs) It was, it was really weird. But then. I, because I was crazy about her, I couldn't stop calling her. Hmm. So I kept calling her. We kept talking. She kept, you know, talking behind his back, which was, the whole thing was just it very sounds strange. like a lot of drama. Very much so. And it was horrible. And then she finally came back to me. And then she told me, you know what? I didn't want to put you through all this etc etc this is what's going on but as the time went on and we were back together it got worse and worse because he was always around and again she was allowing it to happen well what what, what about you what about me <laughs> what about me now, how did you how do you play into all this i mean you you've <clears throat> described a number of different relationships with women that you consider to be you know high on the crazy side uh, so I, I have you, a knack. Is there an attraction <laughs> to the crazies? I have a knack. And if there is, what, where do you think that comes from? I, I don't. I don't know. It's just that you find these women, and you know, you, you never want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somebody's laughing here. Okay, she's looking at me like I'm crazy. But no, I, I don't know. It's I just have a knack for finding these whack jobs. Do you think it's that? That you're finding them, are you seeking them out? I'm certainly not seeking them out. Are they maybe, maybe deep down, they're easier to conquer? Ah. Is that it? I don't know. I don't know, Dr. Phil. But (laughs) (laughs) what what do you think, Cam? What do you think is going on here? In my experience, it it seems like. There is a certain, you know, quote unquote, crazy women have a certain. Uh, there's, they're extremely attractive in the sense that they're they're 
there's drama and there's excitement and being with this type of woman. So it seems like if you're attracted to it's a, it's a type you're, that you're attracted to. It sounds like. Uh oh. And and also, when you're r- with I, them, you do you feel the need to kind of um, mend them or fix save them, them or save them save or? them from their craziness? Yeah. Yes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm that giving person that needs to save people, and I'm finding wounded puppies that I can assist back to health. But, Is that but, it? but it also means those wounded puppies also are wounded. keeping you from having healthy relationships. Granted. Granted. Maybe. It, yeah. it, it is interesting, though, to uh, to be attracted to a certain type and know that it's not... The best, it's not, like, part of you is very attracted to them, and then part of you is like, oh, my God, this person is actually terrorizing my life in a, in a certain way. Well, you know, for instance, the one I was with for 11 weeks with the stalker, I mean, when we met, we were, you know, fixed up by a mutual friend. Mm. So, I, you know, you, you, that's the best way to be fixed up, a mm-hmm. mutual friend that she sure, knows, sure. Is, it was a woman that knew us both, you know, yada, yada, yada. I didn't know about the the stalker Mm ex-boyfriend. So Mm -hmm. when we met, it was magic. We Mm. got along right away. Everything was great. We were together day and or night forever. I mean, every day and or night. But then again, the red flags were flying. I didn't want to see it. You know, she, she's got her three little puppies and she's, and she doesn't give them puppy food. She goes to the jewel and gets ground turkey and and browns it up for the dogs and gives the dogs brown you know brown turkey you know I mean that's the red flag. So the red flag. There's there's one red flag. Come on, the red flag. I'm I'm thinking about is is my the biggest red flag you told me aside from this this person that wants to literally uh, burn your house down or whatever. (laughs) The biggest red flag. Is when you said she made a vow to her husband. Well, I didn't know that not till later. Love again. And, and the reason I say that is because I'm a widow, mm-hmm. and I couldn't imagine making that vow. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? I mean, see, the, when we first started going out, everything was wonderful, and she told me, "Oh, I'm never getting married again." I can live with that. Okay, I can understand not wanting to get married again. That concept right. is okay. Right. But as time went on, and then at the end, she, I, I put all these pieces of the puzzle together, and then she told me, yes, I told him, I promised him on his deathbed, he, wa- he made me promise I would never get married again, I would never love again. Well, if you're in that mode, why would you start up a relationship with somebody once again, for eleven weeks, it was bliss. Yeah, I think that's also key. In, so, in your past, like you started dating when you were how old? Let's go back. Oh my God, I don't know. Uh, Fifteen, sixteen. I was a BMOC. Yeah, big What's man. Big? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was one of the guys, you know. Yeah. Um, and I always, I mean, you know, I'm not patting myself on the back. I've always been with very attractive women. And now that I'm 59 years old, I'm not going backwards. So I have to find the wounded, very attractive <laughs> women that will be with me. Cause well, I'm not, you know, Brad Pitt, but, um, so maybe that's part of the problem. 
for our listeners out there, Gino, <laughs> Gino is is not bad on the eyes. He's a good looking guy, but Gino, it's interesting because it seems like almost all the times that you've mentioned uh, women, you're mentioning the word attractive. So how important is the attractive, physically attractive person versus the one that has like uh, the good personality and the companionship? How how important is that? The you know the good personality and the what what is that? Yeah, and the, the, companionship. the companionship. Oh, so if I want a friend, I'll get a dog. Okay, <laughs> so so, uh, tra- so, that's, so that's very important. I, I got to have looks. I, I there's a certain Gino look that okay. we have to have, and that's now I it's mean, interesting. You've also chosen a profession. You're a professional photographer, so you chose a, a profession uh, that is, has to do with physical you know appearance as well so i'm not i'm not trying to psychoanalyze you i'm just saying that's also noteworthy correct okay maybe um i i've just always liked a certain look Hmm. and let's face it it doesn't matter if you're on tinder or if you're on any site you're looking at a photo so you're looking at that physical attraction absolutely. number one absolutely if it's not there right and that's where i start swipe and i, right and I always right. right swipe left and i always say if they don't have that gino look I, it won't work if you know what i mean hmm. okay. do you think that that has affected the the whole entire scope of your life in any way i i don't really think it's affected me oh, to now now, my whole philosophy is I'm not going backwards. I've had beautiful, I've had, I've had hot women. At 59 years old, I'm not going to have not hot women. <laughs> I'm not going backwards. So, okay, so it sounds like a, pro- so looks are probably, sound like maybe the number one priority with, relation, with regard to people you're involved with. Sounds like it. I mean, there are other aspects that are as important. By by the way, I'm not judging by saying I that. Was no, say, I was about not to say at all. Thing, just so you know, Gina, we're not judging. I totally don't judge you. Oh, not I, at all. In fact, I respect that you know yourself well enough to say, "Hey, th- I'm not going to lie. This, this is this is this is right. a top, yeah. this is priority to me." Right. You start out with a physical attraction, and then you move on from there. And if has it ever happened that you've been with someone who you were like just not repulsed by, but just kind of average? And then as you developed a friendship, that you started finding them more physically attractive. Like that's how I met my husband. Actually, I was just friends for a year, and after being with him for a year as a friend, and we were telling each other everything. That's when all of a sudden he went further into like more of a physical relationship. I, I suppose it's possible, not for me. I need that. I need that physical attraction. I need that certain. I need that certain look, and we take it from there. And even with the look, if some of the other requirements are not met, so to speak, it, it's not going to work. I mean, there are certain things that I want. What are those and, other requirements? And especially at fifty-nine years old, now that I'm getting older and I'm actually looking to be with one person seriously i would love to just have somebody because this dating thing is not for me anymore Hmm. just going out and looking so you've changed over time before you were not really looking for a relationship right well my whole life has changed i am totally in a different place in my life now i'm 
you know, before I said I wasn't ready financially or, you know, whatever, emotionally, now I see myself as I am. Hmm. And I would like to find somebody because, again, this dating thing, this making the effort to date thing or to find a date, holy cow. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but that's me. Wow. Okay. What are the, I think that question of what are the other factors? Well, I also, what is Gino's look? That's what's Gino's look. And what are the other factors? Once they realizing that too, what the heck is Gino's look? Gino's look. Let me guess. Six feet. Blonde. Oh, uh, well, blonde, good. Skinny. Preferably blonde. Gotta be a size zero. Gotta be, or size, size one, size, size two, whatever. But, Petite. Wait, are you kidding about the size one or two? Have, do I look like I'm kidding? I don't know. Do I sound like I'm kidding? I, like, no. I'm a very gullible person. No, well, well, I don't even it. know what a size one or two is. I'm, I what? like little women. Little. Okay. Little. Okay, so, you know, five feet tall, five feet, five feet two, five feet four. Okay, they could be five, five. Um, blind, you didn't even laugh. Um, <laughs> blonde, <laughs> um, preferably blonde, but I just like little women. I'm not a real big guy, and I like little women. You know that commercial they're showing now for the um, the suitcases at Ross? I think it's called a mini spinner or something like that. I haven't seen that one. Okay, they're showing a commercial on, on TV, and they're showing the suitcase at a great price, and it's called, like, the mini spinner. And, you know, that's like... What I'm looking for, a mini okay. spinner. Uh, <laughs> All right, so oh, boy. Oh, that's boy. where I was going with that, by the way. Spinner. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So once you find the mini spinner, what what are the other <laughs> criteria? Well, as opposed to the grande know, spinner, we as, don't want that. As I've gotten older, one thing that's really important: the woman has to make an effort. I cannot stand lazy people. I cannot stand people that do not make an effort. And, and what I mean by that is pick up the phone, make a call, do something, follow up. If, if, if somebody leaves you a voicemail, get back to the person. If somebody texts you, if you're interested, you respond right away. So have you had experiences where that has not happened? Yes. Oh, okay. Often. Often. And... And I know people are working, people are busy, but if you are interested, you can pick up the phone and text. Is, is this back. at the beginning of a relationship or like throughout? Beginning for sure. Yeah. How much do you think that this has to do with like you, I, on a scale of like one to 10, what you're looking in looks, mm-hmm. you're looking for like a nine or something? Okay, let's call it an eight. Okay, eight or nine. So these eight or nine tens, how much do you think that it that because they're an eight, nine, and ten, how what effect do you think that has on their follow through and their attitude and their you know, game playing? Probably quite a bit. Absolutely, I know where you're going, and I wasn't going anywhere. I, I I'm just wondering with, no, if, if the I, two are correlated in any way. I agree with you 100. percent If if they have other suitors, if they don't have to make the effort because they have their looks. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that 100%. But if you commit to a situation, so, I mean, before we're making a first date, we're on, we're on the phone, we're texting or we're messaging. Then we're on the phone and we're talking. And now you've gotten to the point where we're going to have a date. Make an effort. Mm-hmm. If, if you're going into it this far, 
show an interest and make an effort. I can't. Yeah, it, I mean, I've I've experienced this for sure, especially with online dating. I mean, everyone flakes. Not, I mean, it's I I I'm like one for ten. Given like when I was online dating of the follow through, so the actual like let's go on a date, and then the actual materializing into a date is unbelievable. So I I totally feel that frustration. I part of me thinks that, like you said, it's kind of a good filter. Like if they're not making the effort right away and they don't really want to meet up with you there's a there's a good shot that you don't really want to be with them anyway right uh i want to rewind and talk about more of your your longer relationships that you well, well or your relationships in the past so okay. what so what is it has do, what does the trajectory looked like longer shorter relationships uh, i'm always shooting for longer but at some point, um, size is everything, and it doesn't get longer. I'm being tongue-in-cheek here, so to speak. Wait, but, the question, though, Cam, were you asking, like, are most of his relationships very short-term? Are they short-term or long-term relationships, and how do they usually end? Most, what? most, I've, I've, you know, I, I'm not a dater. I'm not a serial dater. So when I do see somebody, I have all the intentions of a, of it being a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. But, of course, as you get into it and you learn more and more, then, you know, reality rises to the top and it doesn't always end that way. Right. But um, most, of, most of the time, I would say more often than not, I am friends with my exes. So when when you were in your twenties and thirties, when when most of your you know you you were dating and you said you're a big man on campus and all that, and then most of your your guy friends started coupling up right and getting married. I'm assuming. Yeah, the, the funny funny part is most of my best friends now are still single, no kids. Oh, they've never gotten married either. Correct. Oh well, that's that's. And that's my one best friend since fifth grade, he got married 14 years ago. Never thought he was going to get married. Hmm. But he met a great girl, and, and they got married, married. And they got married 14 years ago, and everything's beautiful. And I was stunned because I never thought he would get married either. So what? What's what's? Why aren't those other guys getting married that you're friends with? Oh God, they're all scumbags. But no, <laughs> but no, um, you hang around scumbags. No, I, I do, unfortunately. No, but they. Um, they just never were in the right place either, I suppose. And I'm not going to speak for them, but... Um, or do you just hang around the guys that are similar to you in terms of what they're looking for? Well, in other words, maybe they possibly. aren't ever looking for relationships, so is that the kind of guys that you choose to hang with as opposed to the guys that are really into well, having uh, a, a They've marriage? had relationships too. And again, these are guys I know for 40 years. So have any of your friends from like years ago... Gotten married? Oh, sure. Oh. Sure. I mean, I have a, a bunch of friends that have gotten married and some got divorced and, you know, some wish they had my life now. But that's a whole other story. Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I could I, I do know people that were happy. I don't know if the wives were happy, but they were happy for a while. And it just. So is your view generally negative or positive towards relationships? Towards relationships? I would say optimistic. I would say positively optimistic. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to meeting somebody and being with somebody. 
but it's do we do I have to tell you how tough it is out there? No, I. So he, here's the here's the question <laughs> I got for you. Damn. Yeah, no, no, no. The future. <laughs> I, I, the, there seems to be one question that's oh, that's that's kept coming up for me during this interview, which is whether love is a choice. And so, that what you mentioned earlier with the stalker boyfriend in the 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 woman who made the vow that she she would never love again. It makes it sound like love is a choice. And then to hear you talk about that. Yeah, I got shivers again. That's really wild. You got shivers too? What <laughs> is the shivers? Shivers. That, that was just, you know, that's a very, very deep, deep question. Deep question, yeah. yes. Well, so, well, and then, and then you, you're, you're explaining that you're very open to this, that you want to be in this, this more, this, this longer relationship full of love. And so it sounds like in that case, it's not a choice that, that you, because you would choose to be in it, but it's not there. It's, you know, it's just not there. And well, with the divorce rate at 60%, it's obvious that a lot of people are finding that relationships are tough. People grow apart and it's not etched in stone forever. Things just, people are just different when you meet somebody and everything's wonderful and, peachy everybody puts their best foot forward everybody is on their best behavior it's wonderful but as time goes on and you find out their backgrounds and that they decided they would never love again or they have skeletons in their closet etc etc to push you away Hmm. that's why i was saying that things are so different now at least from my perspective as well when you're in, you know, past the age of like forty, it's a dating. You're, 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 it's a different ball game than when you're in your twenties and thirties, when you don't have all these extraneous, you know, people in your life, yeah. and kids and and exes and and all the other stuff. So I'm just curious as how things have changed for you over those. Like, you're, uh, yeah, granted, in your early twenties and even into maybe late twenties, you were still looking just to get laid. But what about when you went into your? 30s? Well, not necessarily, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm generalizing. People or guys, and you know, I'm well, generalizing you me. Yeah. But I was always—I mean, I was always looking to be with somebody, aren't we? I think we're all looking to be with somebody that we're comfortable with, to mm-hmm. spend time with. But when you're young, I don't know when you when you're younger. I mean, all the weddings that I did over the years, these couples were so young. I know. I'm, I'm thinking, what are you doing? You're, you're, you know, you're 22 years old, and you know you don't have two nickels to your name. Mommy and Dad, you're writing the yeah. you're writing the checks and paying for your wedding. Why are you getting married? I, I was so married. Early? I was married at 23. Holy I was engaged cow. at 22, and and I think I just got lucky, really. But I I think I, what was wonderful about my marriage was that that was my best friend. That's great, and you know, I, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering about you. Did you have any relationships where it was more about just being with someone you really had a really good time with, and it was a you're a very good friend. I'm in, sure I did in the 20s and 30s, for example. I'm what, sure before, I did. You don't remember? I any don't specifics? necessarily remember specifics. Um, I, I worked a lot. I was doing my thing. I had a couple different careers, and I don't really remember. I mean, I remember. Back in the 90s, you know, my my couple relationships back in the 90s when I was with that one girl for four and a half years. And 
I, I cannot believe I spent four and a half years with her because she was just so miserable, but she was so hot. And um, I stuck it out. But when it was all over, I was happy it was over. I hear that so often. I, I always wonder why people, especially guys, I said, why, why, why would you stick with someone for so many years? And they say, well, she was really hot. She was hot. That, I hear that a lot. I you just know, find it so, I can't imagine being with someone that you really don't like, but because they're good looking, you well, want to stay with them. I don't think we really don't like them. Look at your face, Cam. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you look like you're in pain. I don't <laughs> say we really don't like them i'm thinking you know you you tolerate you know you you, you seem to tolerate things because out in public she's smoking hot so you're looking and all my guys candy. wanted to do her my you know my buddies wanted to do her and she was hot and so that you know that and, filled up your your need for validation you you were with this hot girl so you you know that was enough and it was more important to be with this hot girl to impress your guy friends than it was for you to be uh, with someone that you really enjoyed being with. How disgusting, huh? No, I'm not. Again, I'm just saying that's what you're saying. Is that what I'm hearing? Am I, I hearing I think, that right? I, I think so. I mean, there had to be some positives to the relationship, obviously, to stick it out for four and a half years. And and there were. I mean, there were. She was, when she, you know, it's like any other woman, Cam, when they want to be good, they're good. So here we go. Okay, so I wasn't going to bring this up before, but, but I have to because you just made that statement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, please okay. do. Um, when I spoke to you about doing this podcast and we were trying to make something, and you made some offhanded remark like, well, you're just like all the other women. And I immediately. Oh, like, no, no, you, you're different than everybody else. <laughs> you know what? I like to think that I am. and But I also like to think that all women are not necessarily put in a, a negative light the way you put it. I mean, I They're do not, unique. All women are unique. Yes, good word. Yes. And I just wanted to know, like, what did you mean by that? Because it, it did not sound like a positive thing. <laughs> so what did you mean by when you said, well, you know, you're like all the other women? All, all women, most women have definite needs. Some need toys. Some need... You could take toys any way you want. I was going to say, so, I, what kind you, of talking to you, me? You can, you can, you can, you can take the word toys any way you want. But no, some, you mean material things. Some need material things. Um, others need the companionship and the warmth um, and the compatibility. Some need both. Uh, well, what about I would say? What about guys? I mean, you the whole time, this whole interview, you've been talking about what you need is the genotype. That seems like a very, you know, that. Oh, am I superficial? Yes. Am I immature? Yes. <laughs> Do we date immature, superficial men? Yes. So, am I lucky? So, am I fortunate that way? Yes. It sounds like this is a very self perpetuating cycle. That of <laughs> course you're going to end up with. The Nothing. the quote unquote crazy women that With want the all the right right the crazy Gino girls because you're searching for only the crazy Gino girls. Did you ever see that the crazy hot matrix? That's what it sounds like. Do you remember that? It was on YouTube for a while. It was done by Comedy Central or somebody, but it was called the Crazy Hot Matrix, which is basically was saying exactly what you're saying. I over time. You know, men are going for the the best looking ones, and and women are are going for the ones with money. Well, 
that, if that's the crazy. If there's animation. no physical attraction, I mean, what what are the important aspects of a relationship? I mean, come on, when it goes down, when it comes right down to it, no pun intended, going down, when it <laughs> when, when when it comes right down to it. There's a physical attraction. There's a compatibility. There's chemistry. There's um, um, common interests. But when it, what it all comes down to is eventually you're getting in bed. Eventually you're sleeping with this woman. And if you're not physically attracted to this person that you're ultimately going to be sleeping with, wow, it's a long night. Yeah, well, but you- hold on, hold on. <laughs> What happens, just for example, if you fall in love with this gorgeous, freaking hot woman. And I take her pants off and she's got a penis? No, no. (laughs) We'll talk about that. We we can definitely talk about that. No, what happens if you are with this person and um, she gains another 20 pounds because, you know, she's had some sort of a... Uh, you know, chemotherapy, or she's on some sort of medication that's essential, or she she loses her hair because she's got to you know take this type of uh, you know radiation or whatever. It, it, what happens if over time you're in love with someone whose looks start to diminish? Because essentially, as we get older, it's a byproduct, isn't it? Well, once again, like we discussed before, I'm very into people that are that make an effort to take care of themselves. And I'm hoping that people do take care of themselves. I mean, would you, would you like it if if you were with some woman that it was really hot and everything, and then you gained ten pounds, and well, she's like, you know what, I'm not that into you anymore. You get the boot. I mean, well, would, you, would that make you feel coincidentally <laughs> enough? Coincidentally enough, and remember, my name is Gino. Yes, Gino. But coincidentally enough, did I say your name? I was a lot heavier my whole life. Mm. And I always had hot women. I had more hot women when I was heavier than I do now. And so when when you say that, yes, it rings, you know, it rings truth. But the the problem is and that's maybe why I want I've always wanted very little women. Because if you start out with Real tiny. It's only a they're, certain they're amount of weight. Stay, right. They're always going to stay tiny for the most part. Maybe that's a byproduct of my crazy mind. Hmm. But I, and I know what you're saying. I do. And yes, you fall in love with somebody and you don't want to be totally superficial and you're not going to walk away from somebody that gains 10 pounds, etc., etc. I do not want to have to face that ever because I don't want to have to make that choice. Wow, it's so it's so am funny I, because am I superficial or <laughs> yes? I I feel so superficial with my with my gym shoes or what? I I feel very bad because I hear you wanting. The, I I just met you. I hear that you want a long relationship, and yet I hear that you're just putting up these blocks for yourself. These like requirements of what you need and what you're looking. I mean, there's such a deeper layer. To relationship than looks, I, I and I agree a hundred percent. So, however, in my mind, I guess that is the crux of it. Basis, <laughs> yes, that, that is the the nucleus. The right. Well, let me ask you something. Have you ever 
thought, you know, were you ever depressed about this enough to go seek help and see a uh, therapist or someone that can help you figure out some of these issues? That's why I'm sitting with you. No. <laughs> no, actually, I, I thought you were going to take it in a different place. I thought you were going to say, did you ever get to the point where you thought you would settle no, and I not be as superficial? I No, I, I've never gotten to the point where I'm going to go see somebody because I don't think it's a problem. There you I, go. There you go. I, I don't, don't think, think it's, it's a problem. problem. I, over the years, I got, I'm, I'm just very fortunate and I, because, and I feel very fortunate because I can travel by myself. I can go, I can take road trips by myself. I can so you do like, things. You like, now I, I'll never go like, to dinner by myself. I'll never sit really? in a restaurant by myself for dinner. And I'll never go to a movie by myself. But then again, there's a movie story that I could tell you. Forget about going to movies. But anyway, there's a funny movie story. I don't know if you ever heard the movie story about the being at the movie theater with the girl in Atlanta. And the guy sits behind us. And we're sitting and watching a movie. And she's rubbing my hand, so she thought. Oh, my God. And we're in the second to the last row. And this was a new relationship. I had just met this girl, and she was going out to Atlanta on business the next week. So I flew out to Atlanta to be with her because we were in a whirlwind romance. And as soon as we met, we were crazy about each other. So we decided to do a matinee, go to a movie. And we're sitting in the second to the last row. We had the big tub of popcorn and the big um, Diet Coke. And we're sitting halfway through, an hour into the movie, 40 minutes into the movie, whatever. And she's rubbing my hand, so she thought. And we're sitting there watching the movie, and it was primetime with Eddie Murphy. It was the movie, by the way. And just in case that's ever pertinent. <laughs> and we're, we're sitting and watching the movie, and all of a sudden, she's rubbing my hand. And she realizes that in one hand, I'm holding the popcorn, and in the other hand... I'm holding the Diet Coke. So what the hell? So now she's thinking, what the hell is she rubbing for the last 40 minutes or so? And it turns out. It was your penis? It, I couldn't be that lucky. <laughs> well, I would have married her considering my, you know, situation. But um, it turned out that some huge man sat behind us, took off his shoe. Oh, <laughs> Put his foot up between the seat, and the germaphobe that she is was was rubbing this gentleman's. I'm using gentleman in quotes. um, Foot. That's hilarious. For all this time, and she turns around and realizes what the hell happened. And this is back in in uh, 2002 when we met. And she jumped up, ran out of the theater. I mean, there were no more than six people in the whole theater. This guy decides to sit behind us in and the last row and get and away st- with it. And get away with it. So I turned back and I looked at him and I said, and this guy was a massive big guy. And he, I looked at him and I said, you better be out of here just as quickly. And I looked back at the screen for a second, turned around. The guy disappeared. God. Oh, what a weirdo. She was in the bathroom washing her hands for the next hour oh and a half. Oh, my God. Lord knows. And Lord knows I didn't get laid that, that night. That could have been a peewee. Um, a peewee. Oh it was. God. But true story. My hand to God, true story. And ever since, 
I have not been a movie guy and been very reluctant <laughs> to go to movies. <laughs> so that's the movie but, story. But you did bring it up because you said that you do like being by yourself. And I think that's a big part of relationships. Some people are scared to be by themselves. They don't like it. They're, they're fearful. They, they, they need people, even if they're people that are not great, abusive, whatever. So that's an interesting part of you is that, that you enjoy being by I yourself. Can, I, it's not that I totally enjoy it. But I have comfortable with interests. It. I'm comfortable. I can go somewhere and I can, and wherever I go, I meet people. You know, I have you're, that you're personality. Friendly, yeah. Everybody likes to talk to me. So, you know, every nut in the world comes up to me and says <laughs> something about something. You know, the camera, the car, the this, the that. So, I'm, you know, there are always people wanting to chirp with me. And, you know, it's probably a little annoying at some point because, you know, I want to be left alone. But <laughs> I can actually go places, do things, and I know enough cool things to do where I could do them by myself. So... If I want to be with somebody, and I do, I want, I would rather have that time to share with somebody, but it's just very difficult to find, find that person. I want to thank you, Gino, because this has been a very, you know, you, you're really open and honest, and, and, and in no way, shape, or form do we feel like you should be doing something differently than the way you're doing it. I like the fact that you follow what's in your gut and that you, you know, you, you don't let people or society tell you how you should behave or act or commit. Or settle. Or settle. And I, I just decided, and one of my buddies currently is doing that, met somebody and is, is, she's in no way what he's always said he wanted. But at 59 years old, oh, that's a, that's he that's decided, and after going through a little cancer situation, right, yeah. he met somebody, and again, she's nothing that he ever really would want in, in the past, but he's seeing her, they're getting along wonderfully. And she possibly could take care of him and, with his cancer. Yeah, um, well, he's cancer-free now, but... It may have He's, in the He future. decided he didn't want to be alone anymore. And um, so, so, so. But for me to settle, uh, I, I, I'm not. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yes, I'm superficial and immature. We can, we can write that down. We can etch that in stone. I'm, I, uh, you know. You're doing your thing. You are who you are. Yes. Everyone that comes on this show has a completely different story and, and, you know, faces, they're looking for different things, facing different challenges, and you're just contributing to this. So I thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Wait, wait, our final question. Have, Have you ever been walked in on by your parents or have you walked in on your parents having sex? That would or be a, a parent. That would be a no. Okay. That would be a no. I'm trying to think. I never walked into my parents having sex. Um, did my parents ever walk into me having sex? No. I mean, some police officers might have stumbled upon me having sex in uh-huh. a car, but um, my parents, no. So, so let's not get too um, deep in there. Uh, did you ever, your mom ever remarry, by the way? My mom never remarried. And your no. dad? No, no. Neither. And then, coincidentally, passed away two days apart. Oh, they're wow. both? Yeah. Oh, oh. Wow. That's another story. All right. Well, thank you, you very much. <laughs> thank you very much, Gino. <laughs> well, nice meeting you guys. Okay. 
how was that? I, I really enjoyed that interview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he really, there's, he's a very unusual character. Such and he was an, open about it. That's what I loved about it. He it, was very opening, open. I mean, it's just, it became more and more apparent over the interview. And he even acknowledged his superficiality. Yeah. But it, it became so apparent how prioritizing looks can create such, I mean, it affects everything. It, it led him first. Oh my God. It's crazy. Okay. So <laughs> look, it, it was like this, this crazy theme that, that trans transpired over the entire episode. Like it right, affected right. his career because becoming a photographer, it, it, he talked about how he was, um, heavier and, and then he became well, lighter, that, lighter. Yeah, that, that became, that was very, very much at the end of the whole conversation, I know. which may have influenced the entire way that the conversation would have gone. Had I not known that earlier, <laughs> because I'm wondering how much what that you mean, did had you it? not known that you, did you I, know that earlier or no? I don't remember. I think I had heard that once, but so I don't. Had you known that earlier, you think the conversation would have been different? I do. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it justifies why he's so insistent that, I mean, he re- it really sounds like his self-image might be tied to this woman's self-image, whoever no he's with. No about it. He basically said that. He said one of the reasons he always dated these unbelievable women is because all his friends were impressed by that. And yes. I called him out on it. But, you know, it's interesting because does he really want what everybody is supposed to want, which is to, you know, the, the wife and the, you know, the white picket fence and the two kids and the, you know, whatever. It doesn't seem like he even wants it. He I says he does, but I don't think he does. He, I don't wait, even wait, think wait. he wants He's, a relationship. Wait, he, he, he was not saying I want the white picket fence and the two kids. No, he doesn't I, want, he, he doesn't want that at all. He wants love. He wants to feel I an intimate connection that, with someone. I don't know that he wants love. I think he, he would get bored with love. I think he, he said, would, he said he wanted love. I know what he said, but I don't know that I agree. Maybe he doesn't want it enough. Maybe he doesn't want it to the point where he's willing to sacrifice his own insecurity Ego. about his yeah. self image to to end up with someone. I I mean that that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean Doctor Phil over here too. You no, know, right? I, I feel bad because Gino is probably listening to this. And I, no, I did feel like there was a lot of insecurity there, where he he was concerned with how he looked to his friends. I mean, making sure I, I he was he with was someone. Joking. Yeah. I thought he was joking when he said, I need a one or a two, size one or a two. Who, who says that? I know. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, he's not a one or a two. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, I think that something happened earlier on that we weren't able to get to. Like when he said his parents were divorced, he hadn't talked to his dad for 35 years or his sister. I mean, that's. Uh, no, that's, he said that, he didn't think it affected him. So he did get to that. But, but I'm saying. He didn't think that affect him, but I'm guessing that it might have. Okay, well, it's. I don't think it's appropriate for us to make these assumptions, assumptions. about him. All we can say is that for for sure he prioritized looks, and it, it could be related to all these different factors. You know, yeah, you know, and I think deep, deep down he's a nice, nice person. And, and I don't even think he's wrong for prioritizing looks, given his history. That might be his. That's his karma. That's his. That's it. Makes sense for him to want to prioritize looks. Yeah. Why? Why does it make sense? I mean, we didn't hear the full story, but the, given given that 
given all the details he he told us, I mean, this you is what take, he wrote us. You, you could take the opposite that because he was heavy at one point and then he was thinner now, you know, you could take it as the opposite. Maybe he should have more compassion for for people that do struggle with weight, and and that should be more important to him than anything else. I think that he was getting over his own insecurity by be about self image by being with someone who he thought made him look better. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, uh, it, it's interesting that he claims that he wants this love, but does he really? No, I, I, I don't. He, did, he might want it, but he doesn't want it so much that he was willing to give up that image, that, that the looks. It, I kept thinking of the Beatles song. The love in, in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. Oh my God! I, I don't know if that's the the tune, well, but that is certainly the lyric. Yeah, you know, at the end when he left, he showed me a picture of this current girl that he's attracted to, and she's she was really exactly what he said. She was she was tiny, she was blonde, she was gorgeous, and uh, so he's going for it. He's going for it. This is his style. He's doing the Gino style. Gino, Gino style. That's what he said. The Gino style. So I have a question. Yep. And I'd like our listeners to answer. And this question is, is love a choice? Yep. You, I, you, I stole your question, but you, when you said it, I just like, I, oh my God, I just like, I was stunned because it was just, whoa, that was like game changing question. Well, I, I, it is something I've been wondering a lot about recently. Oh, okay. Is, is love a choice? Can you choose to love, to, or to not love to someone? Love. Right. Yeah. So we would love your responses. If- we would love to hear about your responses about love. Yes. Email <laughs> us at sextalkpodcast at gmail.com. We'll talk about it at our next uh, Tuesday quickie. Yeah, I got to talk about it because I have some serious uh, 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 opinions about that. Oh, wow. Question. I can't wait to hear that. I don't even know your opinions on it. This is going to be great. I think you pretty much would guess it. Well, we'll see. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you very much for listening. <laughs> I love you all. And by the way, it wouldn't hurt you guys after you answer that question. Subscribe. Okay, just go ahead and subscribe. Okay, okay. All right. Never mind. Love you all. Bye. Bye. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.